This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl Vandermover, and today in episode 216, we're going to talk about chat GPT and the future of education. And I say we because I actually have a guest here with me, Randy Smith, who talked to us, came to us some months ago, maybe it was more than a year ago now, talking about bias in media, which is possibly my favorite episode ever. So do go back and check that. But she's here again today, and we're going to talk about ChatGPT. So welcome, Randy. Thank you. I'm glad you kind of pushed me to explore ChatGPT probably sooner than I would have gotten there on my own. So thank you for that. Randy had kind of posted about this on Instagram as if you listen to our last podcast episode with what I had with her you'll know that that's where I first remember getting to know Randy was from there um she's peanut butter fish lessons by the way we'll have the link to her website her Instagram and everything we mentioned in the show notes you can find that at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com but Randy although she probably doesn't see herself as being on the forefront of technology and things like that I have noticed that she notices the things that I do and so I reached out to her very quickly and said um, will you come and let's just chat about this because I really this is going to be a chat today she and I have not we've got five questions we're going to answer we have not prepared what we're going to say with each other obviously we both thought through this ourselves we're not just rocking up here and chatting but uh, it's going to be two friends two online friends discussing where we think chat gpt is going to be changing education if you don't know what chat gpt is stop right now and go back and listen to last week's episode where i explain what chat gpt is once you've heard that and you know what it is come back and you can dive into this conversation with us all right randy let's go for the first question Okay. Should we be alarmed by chat GPT? What do you think? I wouldn't use the word alarm. I do think it's going to be disruptive is the key word, I think, to explain it. But I think I'm seeing it more the possibility in it. Like I'm inspired by it. I see this going to a good place, mostly. Obviously, us humans can kind of <laughs> take really good things and use it in some bad ways sometimes. But mostly, I see it as a good thing. I don't see it as alarming, just disruptive. Yeah, um, funny. I know, obviously, you haven't listened to my last episode yet, because as we're recording this, it's not out yet, but I use the word disruptive. <laughs> so this to <laughs> me is <laughs> disruptive technology, yes. Now, yes. apart from being big into tech, I'm also big into history. And so, you know, when I'm looking at this, I'm looking back over history and realizing technology, especially very disruptive technology, has always met with the naysayers, you know, from the days of the wheel being invented to the Industrial Revolution, where you get the Luddites, who are the people that push back and don't want all these innovative new machines because it's taking people's jobs away. Are you hearing? It's like the same thing now. You know, uh -huh. we're seeing, um, you know, to more recent history, we uh, probably all of those of you over the age of 30 listening in will remember um, when the calculator came in and how everybody was so worried that now kids wouldn't be able to do math. Or even more recently, the spell checker. 
you know, mm-hmm. um, kids are going to stop learning to spell. Well, the truth is you can't really use a calculator well unless you understand how to do math. And mm-hmm. yes, spell checkers help, but if you can't spell at all, it makes it really slow going if you have to fix everything. Plus, if your word is actually pretty wrong, it won't be able to tell you that it's incorrect. You've mm-hmm. got to be close. So, so far, I'm looking and saying, you know, these things aren't actually, um, you know, none of them have actually done away with with things, but it's just actually enhanced the way one uses them. But as you also said, it can be used for good and bad. And that's always mm-hmm. been the case. You know, mm-hmm. wheels get us places. We also have wheels on tanks and things that are disrupt- disruptive. And it's 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 always like that. And I think that has to be part of the conversation that we have with our children. Mm-hmm. Okay, the next thing. Now, we are seeing many school districts already banning chat GPT. Um, I know the whole New York um, City school district has, and I keep seeing mm-hmm. more and more in the news. One of the big reasons why they are banning it is because of essays. Do you see this as the end of the essay, the end of needing writing skills? What are you thinking? No, but it's going to change it. I saw this good Seth Godin quote this morning, and this is kind of how I'm thinking of it. He says, technology begins by making old work easier but then it requires that new work be better. So that's where I see mm. using chat GPT to write essays is a lot of times if you've played with it, you get, and it depends what your essay topic is. If it's a science topic or a history topic, it can get really detailed. Other topics that might not be as detailed. And so I think teachers are gonna need to be specific about requiring depth in essays. So I think we're going to have a higher level that we need to expect with essays. And and maybe not straight essays. Maybe you're writing the essay to then present the information in a different form. See, there might need to be some tweaking of lesson plans in that way. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking a lot the same, particularly because, I mean, I teach online. Uh (laughs) I don't use a lot of essays, but I do teach English classes. Um, In my other classes, like history, there are some essays, but those are not the kind that the kids can easily use ChatGPT for because I've asked them more specific questions that they have to look at in the books in the history class and geography class. But in English, I mean, I teach a Jane Austen class. And so my mind immediately started thinking about... um, you know, there's only two full essays required in there, but partially that's because of what you were saying. I don't just ask for a straight essay. What I will ask them to do is to um, create a fake Facebook page for a character. That's going to be, ChatGPT can't do anything like that yet. Okay, it might come. Right. <laughs> but I ask them to do things like, you know, making comic strips that teach something or create a video or argue the case like um, uh, I have a parachute debate, for instance, where they've all the minor characters and sense of sensibility. They have to each pick one and they have to say why their character should stay in the novel and shouldn't, you know, mm. basically if they're on a plane that's going down, their character should get the parachute so that they can continue in the novel so they've got to say why that minor character is important how it fits in and they have to do that as a video and then they will kind of argue their point and listen to each other's videos so even though my class are asynchronous they are still doing it um, and listening to each others and then commenting back now they could use 
ChatGPT for some of the research, like what is the importance mm -hmm. of my character? But ultimately, they have to use that research and what it says and decide if they think that's relevant, pull it together to actually succeed in the assignment. So yes. I'm feeling okay about all this mm -hmm. because the way I have been teaching won't really be disrupted. <laughs> so I'm realizing that, you know, I am, I am as I'm going through each module looking and going, okay, um, is my question easy to be answered by chat GPT? If it is, it's a bad question and trying to rethink it. But I often get them to kids like to watch a video and then say, what do you like best? Or what does it mean in your right. life or how? And there's something that is going to be a whole lot harder to replace. So I definitely agree with you that writing skills um, and being able to write in some form is still going to be there, even mm -hmm. though ChatGPT may take some of the pain out of it um, to help you actually do it. And I also see for kids who have writing challenges, who really have a language learning disability and are always going to struggle with grammar, this can be a game changer. And also, level them up is even if they're writing on their own, they could put it through chat GPT and ask it to catch other, you know, errors. mistakes and pretty it up. So. I mean, immigrants to a country, it's the same mm -hmm. story being an yeah. immigrant myself. I mean, even the way we spell words in South Africa is different to the way you mm -hmm. spell words here. Right. And, um, you know, so even just as another English speaker, it would sometimes have helped if my children had been like at a school or whatever else. So mm -hmm. I, I also think the idea of banning something immediately makes something more desirable. And oh, yes. even though we know that right now um, under 18s are not supposed to be signing up for chat GPT, right. um, we also know they're going to be doing it whether they're allowed to or not. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think rather accepting the fact that students are using it. And there is a parent, by the way, don't think, oh, I'm a homeschool parent. You know, this is not going to be a, you know, something that my kid is going to do. Um, I, I think you've got to accept the fact that your child. Uh, um, that many of your children, even if you think they won't, will actually be using it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know I constantly deal with parents who are horrified by kids' grade or something and will write to me, and they do not believe what I can see with my eyes. You know, especially, I mean, I had I have had a child plagiarize just recently. I've had them, mm. um, you know, tell the parent that they had no idea what I was, the feedback I was giving them, et cetera. And I know that they, that that child actually could see everything. And so I'm just saying to right. parents, don't think because you're a homeschool mom and don't think because, you know, you think these are your kids that they won't do these things. Right. Um, and so, you know, start explaining to them early that they can only use this in a way that their professors when they're in college allow them to. Mm -hmm. because there are going to be all those checks. So moving in then to how do you think ChatGPT is going to change education? We've touched on some of these already. What are what are ways, first of all, that we're going to need to assess students? We've talked about a few things, but can you think of some other ways that we may need to be assessing students instead of straight essays? Well, I think we can do essays on the fly. Like, I'm thinking a med student. You want a med student to be able to show that they really have learned everything medical school before they right. become your doctor. And so maybe, you know, instead of writing papers as you would have before and turning them in, maybe you have to sit for a written exam right. in a lab right. where there's no chat yes. GPT and, you know, spit yeah. it out. I think that's one way to deal with a lot of that. I also thought just, um, you know, even if it was just a spot check thing, but you know, even in a classroom situation where if the kids have all written papers, 
And then the teacher just literally calls on two or three mm-hmm. of them to say, what did you write in your paper? Right. And, and, you know, and, and honestly, if they've used chat GPT, but they really thought about it and internalized mm-hmm. it, then it's not such a big problem. Because what are you trying right. to do? You're trying to get the child to actually interact with the material. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I will get them to do assignments, because if you're just lecturing, they're not going to remember. So you're asking them to write an essay or create a video or make a poster. You're wanting them to actually go out there and interact with that material so that mm-hmm. it sticks. And, you know, if they're using chat GPT as just part of that and they actually are internalizing it and learning, I'm okay with it. But I do think that verbal is another one, you know, as you say, Mm -hmm. pen and paper and verbal. And then what I kind of mentioned before is also making them do it, relating it to their own lives, that application Mm -hmm. that, um, which I think is what we should be doing anyway, education. Mm -hmm. That's all what um, show sponsor funder fund Academy. That's what all the teachers are about is how how does the subject relate to your real life? I mean, whether mm-hmm. I'm teaching history or Dr. Moon is teaching chemistry, we are all trying to relate it to, to daily life. Absolutely. So what new skills, the second part of this one here, what new skills do you think students are going to need to work effectively with ChatGPT? Well, I think this is what we need to figure out. <laughs> Because I think they're going to have to be taught things. I think I don't think we were recording yet when I was telling you how I asked chat GPT yeah. question with an and. Okay. So I had asked a question with an and. Can you find, it was for a word. Can you find the prefix root and suffix in this word? Well, the word did not have all of those things. And so what it gave back to me was not correct. And it occurred to me later on. Oh, maybe if I had said or a prefix, a root or a suffix, it could have found the correct information. So I think there's going to be how do we ask questions to get what we need from chat GPT using it as an assistant. And there's probably some other skills around using it as an assistant. But I do think some smart people need to get together and outline this. What have you thought of? Well, that was um, literally I had learned to ask good questions. <laughs> that was my yeah, first point. And yeah. um, then be discerning because right now, particularly ChatGPT isn't always correct. And so mm-hmm. I think you True. need to sort of know when you need to go and do a double check on what it says. Um, I also think you, that students are going to need to learn how to take what it gives them and then make it their own and yes, add to absolutely. it. Um, and so that it's not just, you know, sort of like a fancy Wikipedia type of thing, right. but that they've actually taken it and gone, oh, okay. And then they add their own flavor and spin to it, put their own voice to it. And mm-hmm. I think that that is going to be, but, you know, it can take away a lot of the rote work because that's how I'm planning to use it. Um, well, and, and you can ask it to use a certain voice too. Right. But it's still not so, my voice and I don't have enough mm-hmm. out there to be it, but I can still add my own examples from my own life. Right. I can, I can take, you know, especially because, you know, I, I am starting to, to use it as, I mean, I teach live classes at our co-op as well as the online classes, but I am starting to ask it for ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't yet found ones that I want to use. But I think I will at times. But I know just as when I go and buy something for Teachers Pay Teachers, um, I, there's some wonderful material out there and I use it, but I never use it exactly as they give it. Right. I right. always tweak it to make it fit my students. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be the same thing that we're going to that we're going to have to learn how to tweak it to fit the exact thing. Because, you know, 
you know your teacher, what exactly they're asking or your boss or whatever else or the purpose for what you're writing a blog post. And I think that that's where there's still that human element and that we're going to need to differentiate between when we can just use what AI is produced and when we still need to put the human into it. Mm -hmm. I see it being used a lot to write outlines, which again goes back to kids who maybe have trouble organizing, get an outline going and then fill it in with all that personal information or own research. Okay, we've again we've touched on some of these, but what benefits do you see in having students work with ChatGPT? Well, I see it as an assistant, like that's just how I'm framing it in my head. So how could we have it assist us? So organizing research, mm-hmm. writing an outline, um going deeper into a subject. I started just typing a history topic in there and asked it to give me text for 10 slides. Well, that that text was still huge big picture sections Mm -hmm. of that history topic. So then I picked one of those and had it go in for 10 more. So I can see, and it was bringing up things I had never thought of. So I can see how you could start with a big picture and then find all these aspects to a topic that you would have never thought of otherwise. Right. And so it's, I think it can broaden what you're thinking and deepen your knowledge on a topic. Right. Yeah, I just said, you know, just frees up time. I mean, the the, the mm-hmm. you know, it's just even the research. I mean, is there really benefit, you know, unless you're doing a PhD or something, but is there is there a benefit to looking through 10 different sources to find what you found just by putting it in chat GPT? Because then you still had to like work with it and decide I need it in more depth or less depth or whatever else. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it just takes a lot of time if you're looking through and looking for, you know, good sources. And, um, you know, I know you could start to ask chat GPT because I've done that, you know, what are its sources and it will will tell you where it's found the things too. Um, I also, there's another benefit right now. It's just the fact that AI is going to be a huge part of our future. And the quicker our children mm-hmm. learn to interact with it, oh, yeah. the better. So mm, I think that it's being starting to become familiar with this is important. And our final question. As homeschool parents, how should ChatGPT and other forms of AI factored into factor into how we homeschool? Well, I think it goes back to everything we've been talking. It's going to be part of our future. So we've got to start exploring it. And honestly, I showed my 13-year-old it and his face lit up. And his I asked him for a quote before we got on here. And he said, it's impressive. So I think when we show our children it, mm-hmm. they will think of ways that they can use right. it. I don't even know that we've got to plan out a whole bunch of stuff right. to use with it. I think my my big suggestion here to everyone listening is is that you have to understand how this is working. It's not an option. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, I'm not mm-hmm. a very techie homeschool mom and it's okay. No, this is is huge and it's changing our futures and you have to understand it. This isn't optional because it's going to be something your child has to learn to interact with. And it's not just going to be chat GPT. I already did a little while ago, an episode on AI and just other forms of AI. And we've looked mm-hmm. there at um, the whole graphic creation. 
all of these mm. things through AI and there's going to be video, there's going to be more. And you have to keep up with this if you're going to prepare your children for the real world. They've got to mm -hmm. be able to be ready for college and they also need to be ready for their futures and jobs. And you've got to think through that. You know, don't prepare your kids for, you know, they kind of talk about some job that they'd like to have and you that it's going to be largely taken over by AI. I was reading just before we came on a whole article about um, jobs taken by AI. And this particular article actually said it's not so much an entire job, but parts of jobs will be. So you'll mm -hmm. fewer people. Yes. So it'll be the road work of like legal assistance. Mm -hmm. um, it will produce Absolutely. the basics for them. It will be, you know, the basics of like a blog post. Um, so a lot of writing mm -hmm. jobs are going to have mm -hmm. it taken out. Um, you know, copywriting for uh, for um, uh, commercials and just, you know, written written advertisements, whatever, all those kinds of things. Um, a lot of the donkey workers, I used to call it, would, you know, be taken up by AI, which means that you've got to you've got to teach your kids to use that to be better writers and to take it one step right. further, et cetera, like we've been talking about. And um, it's just, you know, as we've starting to talk about it, uh, one of the reasons why I asked Randy to come on here was because I am not seeing other homeschoolers even mentioning this <laughs> online. <laughs> Randy was the only one that I saw that was actually starting. I think I, I think I maybe have seen one blog post by a homeschooler. I'm seeing it a lot in the general education world, mm -hmm. not in the homeschool world. Um, we can't be left behind. Our children can't be left behind. This is something and to me, to think about. Yeah. And to me, this is like the invention of the internet or Google. Right. Like, if you look back and think, well, if I just decided I wasn't going to learn about that, I mean, where would we be now? Exactly. So to me, it's going to be as big as, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and if you're thinking that Randy and I are overstating this, okay, um, go and do a little bit of research. Um, I really don't think we are. This, no. this is going to be the most disruptive technology in our lifetime. I think I said that last week too. <laughs> Which is why, um, which is why this is now part two in our little mini series on ChatGPT, and come back next week because Randy and I are going to have another conversation, and this time we're going to get really practical and drill down into ten different ways that you can use ChatGPT in your homeschool. Uh, Randy and I have been spending a lot of time playing with it, and we can tell you what's worked well, what hasn't worked so well. But you want to come back and and hear us discuss ways that you can tomorrow start to use this in your homeschool. So Randy, thank you for your input again this week. Thank you for pushing me to explore it as much as I have. Remember to go and look for Randy on Instagram at peanut butter fish lessons and on the website and come back next week. Uh, share this episode with a friend who's homeschooling. Get them aboard too so that you have somebody uh, to discuss this with. Because I think it's really important that you find people in your circle to start talking about chat GPT and other forms of AI with. And then come back next week and listen again. See you again, same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.